Okay, we're going to start on Lamed Vav Vav We're actually going to start from the Gemara at the bottom of Lamed Hayam the base. Just as a point of introduction here, this is the major sugi of Tarovis and Shach. It's found here. It's also found in the Gemara Mtsachma, Mem Dalad Amad Aleph. And uh, we'll maybe hop back and forth just to see some of the Gersot changes and the Mepharshim and the Gemara in uh, Psachim. And it's nice because it's uh, Minyona de Yoma. And uh, <clears throat> just uh, keep in mind that uh, we learn out most of the Dinim of Tarovis from these uh, sugis over here. Zamar of Yolam Rabbi Yochanan, Banam of Lamed Haman Beis with the two dads, Kol Yisurim Torah. When it comes to any other Easter in the Torah, Ain Heter Mitzdarf Li Isur Chutz Misurei Nazir. So in general, when you have Isur and Heter that are mixed together, we don't say that the Isur affects the Heter that's next to it, and therefore the Heter will join to become a part of the Isur. So, for instance, if you have a piece of meat with Chaliv involved with it. We won't say that the meat and the chaliv join together to create the kezayis to be chayiv. You must eat a kezayis of chaliv, which is not true by nazir. By nazir, if the wine soaks into the bread, then we allow the bread to become a part of the wine to be violate the isur of a nazir eating wine or drinking wine. So it's Amrei Torah. Why is that true? Torah says, Mishrat, right, that even when it's Soaked. So when it's soaked through. Now again, obviously to teach us that there's a reveal that you're mechayiv if you drink the wine that's contained in the bread, that we don't need. That's obvious. So it must be that the mishrat is coming to teach us that not only are you chayiv when there is wine involved in the bread, but even for the bread itself, when it's mitzdarif, when it joins together with the wine, that will create an isur that you will be chayiv for. Ziri amar, so ziri comes and adds afseor. That this is not only true, this halach of Hetter Mitzdarf Lisa is not only unique to Nazir, but also has application by Se'or. Where is the restriction of Se'or? That is Bebal Taktiru. That is, you're not allowed to put Se'or or Devash on the Mizbeach. So that restriction of putting Se'or and Devash on the Mizbeach will also be subject to the dinim of <coughs> Hetter Mitzdarf Lisa. So why is that? Kiman. Where do we learn that from? Ki Rabbi Elazar, that is like Rabbi Elazar, and this is why the Gemara was, is found in Pesachim also, and also why this sugya is miyana the Yoma, the Darish Kol. The Rabbi Elazar learns by the word Kol. What does the word Kol say? It says, Kol machmetzet lotochelu. So based on that, Rabbi Elazar believes that not only is Chametz Gomer Osir on Pesach, but even Chametz Bitarovit, mixed together with other things, is Osir on Pesach. So that would be the equivalent of Heter Mitzdarif the Yitzor. So now, if they learn it out, they learn the restriction of this Hetem Mitzdarf Yisro is not only unique to Nazir, but also has application on the Mizbeach, where you're not allowed to bring Se'or, you're not allowed to put Devash on the Mizbeach. And how do we know that that's true by Se'or or Devash? We say the same thing by, we learn that out from Chameis, just like it says, Kol Machmetzet Lo Tochelu by Chameis. We'll have the same application by <coughs> the Se'or that goes on the Mizbeach. So the Gemara says, Ihoch, Elenian Chameis Nami. So if that's the case, why don't we say by Chametz that it's also Heter Mitzvah Yisra? Why are you saying that the cases where we have this unique din of Heter Mitzvah Yisra is Nazir and Seor that goes on the Mizbech, if the source for Seor going on the Mizbech is Chametz, then Chametz should also have that same same application or same din applied to, which is that Heter Mitzvah Yisra. So when it says, you're right, there are actually three unique cases where we have Heter Mitzvah Yisra, and that'll be by Nazir, by Seor on the Mizbech, and Chametz, in Tarovit on Pesach. So now, if that's the case, then why do we talk about the Seor Babal Saktiru? Why did the Iri even bring that case up? Helalapuke me Abaye must be coming. That's coming to teach us not to learn like Abaye. What does Abaye say? 
Faya has a position that you can be makter on the mizbeach even less than a kezayit. And <coughs> because you can be makter less than a kezayit, then obviously ain't heter mitzaref leisur. Because you don't need heter be mitzaref leisur if the restriction against putting things on the mizbeach is even less than a kezayit, then you don't need to apply heter mitzaref leisur to get to any shear. There is no shear. You're chayy for whatever you put on the mizbeach. So Arziri comes along here to exclude Abai and say, no, Abai is wrong. That you need, there is a minimum shear for being violating, putting something on the Mizbech, I mean, Maktir Seor on the Mizbech. That minimum shear is a Kazayit. How we get to a Kazayit, that can be even Ayyadeh, Heter, Mitzdarev, Le'isr. And that's the Kamash Malan, and Aktara, Pachos, Mikazayit. So there's no such thing as being Maktir on the Mizbech, less than the shear of a Kazayit. And that Kazayit can be formed, according to Ziri, even by Heter, Mitzdarev, Le'isr. So Yoti, Ravdimi, Bikarmel, Allah, Hashemaito. So Rav Dimi was saying over this <coughs> memra, this memra that says what that tetemitzavli yisur is limited. It's a limited din that only has application. Let's say so far we have either by nazir, by seor the mizbeach and chametz. Those are three unique cases where we've tetemitzavli yisur, but no more. Eight ve'abai by challenges and says we see tetemitzavli yisur appearing in other places. Hamikpah shel truma. Right. So now there are two ways to learn this gemara. One according to Rashi. And uh, one according to the Rabbeinu Tam. It's found in the Gemara and Sachim. These two interpretations. I'll first read it according to Rashi. And then we'll come back again and read it according to the Rabbeinu Tam. So it's there by a mikpah shel truma, vashum shochulin. Right? So you have a porridge or some sort of uh, thick mixture of truma that has garlic and oil of chulin mixed up in it. So now what happens? Since the truma is the majority of this porridge, we say that the chulin is nitbatel to the truma. It becomes batel to the truma inside of it. Therefore, if a nugget's full yom b'miktzatan, if a full yom touches any part of this porridge, patel is kulan, then he's posted the whole uh, mixture, the whole <coughs> porridge that's here. Because the chulan is no longer relevant since it's been subsumed by the truma that is found inside the porridge. Now, a full yom is a sheni l'tuma. And he can only be post he can be post truma, which is a shlishi l'tuma. He won't affect chulin, because he's a sheni l'tuma already, and there's no shlishi l'tuma in chulin. So the only way he can affect anything is by having it be truma, where there is shlishi l'tuma is relevant. Therefore, in this porridge, since there's truma, and truma is the overwhelming item in the porridge, therefore, over here, the chulin, no matter where he touches in the porridge, it'll make the whole porridge tamay. Uh, what happens is the opposite case. The whole porridge is made out of chulin, and the garlic and the oil are shel truma. So now the majority is chulin, and the minority is truma. So if we run the case parallel to what we said before, we should say that the chulin is nitbatel to the truma. The truma is the majority, and the chulin should be subsumed there, and everything uh, should be chulin, and therefore a tful yom should have no impact on it. Yet, what does it say here? V'naga tful yom b'miktatan. If it's Fuyum touches a part of it, he is postal that part that he touches. It doesn't spread the whole porridge, but he does he is postal the section that he touches. So now the question of course is Why is the place where he touched Pasul? I mean based on what we've learned till now, if you have Batal Barov and the rove here is Hulin, right, why should it be over here that why should it be over here that the Tful Yom has any impact on the on the on the porridge here? So the, that's the Marzeskin. Why do we say in the safe over here that <coughs> that the that the 
Tvoyom has any impact on uh, this mixture. So now the Gemara says, and I just point out here that the Gemara in Psachim reads, because the Gemara in Psachim is influenced by Rashi's Pshat, the Gemara in Psachim reads the question, Havina ba makom ago my pasul, which is an argument, it reads like this. Uh, uh, the Gemara in Pesachim reads that the tablin are batel berov, because this is following the position of Rashi. The Gemara in Pesachim follows the position of Rashi, and the question here is, why isn't it batel berov? So, Amar Rav Rachan, Amar Rav Yochanan, Matam, Hol Vizar Lokeh Aleh Bikzayit. Well, the reason that it's not batel berov here is because this Shum and Shemin have a chashivus to them. They are significant. Why are they significant? Because if you eat a kezayis from them, you will be chayev malkus. So since if you eat a kezayis from them, you'll be chayev malkus, that means that the, shum, the shaman and the shum retain a certain amount of chashivus. If they have shivus, or if they have a certain amount of <coughs> importance to them, you can't say, but they'll be rove. So my time, what is the reason that if you eat a kezayis from this, you're going to be chayev? La mishum deheter mitzdarf or We have this garlic and the shaman that's spread all over this mixture of chun is porridge of chun. So why should it be that if you eat a kezayis from it, that all of a sudden you're chayiv? The only way you could be chayiv for kezayis is if you invoke the principle heter mitzar of the isur. So you have a small portion of isur here, or at least, let's say, a chati kezayis of isur here. And then you want to enjoin the rest being from chun. And since we enjoy the rest from chun, we have heter mitzar of the isur. And since you have Heter Mitzar of or now you have a significant Kazayis that you're eating. If you have a significant Kazayis for eating, then you're going to get Malkus. And number two is it won't be Batel into the pot. So you could Kazayis. So the Gemara says, I'm going to why do you have to say that? My Kazayis. The Kazayis is not literally you ate a Kazayis from this mikpah from this porridge, but rather you ate a Kazayis of the Easter. How did you eat a Kazayis of the Easter? That's a principle called the Ika Kazayis, because they actually got Pras. Not that you ate a kezayis when you took a single olive's worth of the mikpah, but rather you ate enough mikpah that together, when you've eaten all that mikpah, it will add up to a kezayis of isur, meaning that you eat enough of this porridge so that in the completing that porridge, in the amount of time it takes to eat a pras, which is half a loaf of bread, or four beitzim, right? So in the amount of time it takes to eat four beitzim, you eat enough porridge so that you've now accumulated a kezayis worth of shemen or shum, of truma that you've eaten, therefore you are loka in it. And because of that, again, because of that, they remain chashivus to the shum and the shemen, because you can become chayiv if you ate that amount. And therefore, it's not nitzbatel to the chulin, therefore it's not batel to the chulin. The way the, the Mar reads, according to Rashi, is Abayi is challenging the position of either Rabbi Abo or maybe even Ziri, that this principle of Hetem Mitzvah Yisra is limited to Nazir or possibly to Chameitz and to Or on the Mizbeach. And if Bayez says, well, I can show you that Hetem Mitzvah Yisra is invoked in another situation. And what is that situation? That's the situation of Truma and Chulin. Because we have this case of Truma and Chulin, this unusual case, where even though the Chulin is the majority, nevertheless, one is going to be Chayov when they eat it. They're going to be Chayov for eating Truma. And the Gemara wants to know why is that? The Gemara says, because if you eat a Kazayas, you're locate. If you eat a Kazayas, you get Malkus. That means that what? How did I get a Kazayas? Why is a Kazayas worthy of Malkus? You didn't eat an Kazayas. If you just eat an olive's worth, why are you worthy of Malkus? So that's the Gemara says, oh, must be, or by saying that it's Heter Mitzvah Yisur. That since the Heter part of the porridge now is enjoined to the Yisur part of the Shum and the Shaman, 
together they make up a kezayis, and for that kezayis you're going to get malchus. So by I see from here, the heter mitzvah deifrasur is applied even in a more broader context. In other cases, like truma, the says, no, 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 you misunderstood. Kezayis doesn't mean he ate a kezayis from the porridge, but rather, no, he ate a kezayis from the isur, he ate a kezayis from the shum, or the shemen, the garlic, or the oil of truma. Ah, so how did he do that? He did that by eating a pras. The amount of time it takes to eat four baits to me accumulated. By eating the mikpah, he ate enough porridge to accumulate a kezayis worth of isur. And therefore, we're not invoking the principle of heter mitzaref the isur. So that's the position of Rashi and how the Gemara reads according to Rashi. The Rabbeinu Tam, on the other hand, reads the Gemara for a number of reasons. He has a number of questions on Rashi's pshat. But his major, one of his major issues is it sounds like from this Mishnah, in, that's found in Tzvulyom, that the Shum and the Shemen are still extant, that they are still actually there, and not mixed in totally into the mixture. And therefore he reads this sugya as being a problem of the Shum and Shemen when they're still there. They're floating on the top, they're visible, you can see them, and they're identifiable in the mix. So now he says, Eitve Abaye, I'm going to read the Gemara again according to Rabbeinu Tam. A mikpah shal truma, if you have a mixture, porridge of truma, vashum vashem and and then you have these uh, garlic and oil that's found inside of it. Now these garlic and oil are still there. They're pieces of garlic and oil, or the oil is still floating on the top, and you can see them. And then the Tvul Yom touches the Shum and the Shemin. Oh, if the Tvul Yom touches the Shum and the Shemin, it shouldn't have any impact, because the Shum and the Shemin are Chulin. And the Tvul Yom has no impact on Chulin. Nevertheless, Pasalat Kulan. It affects the whole mixture. Why? Because there's a principle called Yadot Lituma. That when you have something that you, when something that's important, or Chashuv, and then you have a Yad, something that extends that Tumah, meaning that it's a vehicle for bringing the Tumah to the object or taking the Tumah away from the object. So these pieces of Chulin, since they are part of the porridge, therefore when you touch them, they're able to bring the Tumah into the whole porridge. So now when you touch this garlic or this oil, you affect not only the garlic and the oil, which won't become Tumah because they're Chulin, but you will affect the Tumah because they become extensions of the whole porridge. Since they're extensions of the whole porridge, when you touch them, you affect the entirety of the porridge. And that's why everything is tamay. Now, on the other hand, if you have a mikpah chulin, if you have a porridge that's made out of chulin, vashum vashem and shel truma, now you have garlic and oil that's made of truma, and they're sitting on top, and then the tzvulyom touches a portion of them, lo makom He only affects the place that he touched. So the Gemara says, now, the Gemara can't read like the Gemara Msochim, which says the problem here is that it's butle barov, that they're butle barov, because the problem here is not about betelus. The According to the Rabbeinu Tam, there is no betelah here, or there's no batel here, because they're still physically there. The Shum and the Shemin are obviously there. It's not a mixture we say batel barov, because they're still existent. They're still extant in the porridge. So what's the problem here? The problem here is the principle the Rabbeinu Tam says that you cannot pass tuma. All right, well, we'll do this in two, two sections. One is, you cannot, tuma cannot be passed on from an ochel to another object unless there's a kabetza worth of it. There has to be an egg's worth of food in order to pass tuma from this object. That is subject to what Machlokas we shown him about receiving tuma. For ochel to receive tuma, how much ochel has to be there? Is ochel, can ochel receive tuma in any amount? Bekoshuhu. Even the slightest amount will receive tuma. But in order for it to pass on tuma, it has to be a sevakabetza. Or, even to receive Tuma, it requires a kabetza. It requires an egg's worth to receive Tuma. And Rabbeinu Tam's position is, is, is to even re- to receive Tuma, it still needs a kabetza. It needs an egg's worth. So that's the question of the Gemara over here. 
Why is the place that he touched pasul? If you have, we have some garlic there and some oil there, where a place that he touched doesn't have enough kabetsa, doesn't have a kabetsa worth of truma in that location for him to make it tamei. So why should it be tamei if there's a kabetsa? But b'havinu b'amakuma my pasul v'amarav v'chana. The reason is amarav yochan matam. What's the reason? Behold, v'zar lokeila b'kezayis. If he eats the kezayis worth of this isur, right, then it'll be chashuv. Right? So, since it'll be chashuv, and since it has chashivut, because if you ate from it, it would be, right, therefore it would be chayv and malchus, it also has enough chashivus in order to become tamay. How does that work? So that's what the Gemara says. My tamay, what's the reasoning that it works here? How do you have a kezayis, or why are you chayv kezayis? There's no kezayis here when you ate, or the truma, or if you touch uh, the truma over here, there's not a kezayis or a beitza in that location. So that's because La Mishum Hetter Mitzdarf Leisur. It must be that we're invoking the principle of Hetter Mitzdarf Leisur. So since Hetter Mitzdarf Leisur, therefore I get a Kazayas worth. If I eat a Kazayas of this, even though it's not all Shum and Shaman of Truma, I'm still Chayev because I enjoy the porridge of Chulin to it, and that makes the Kazayas because Hetter Mitzdarf Leisur. So too by Kabetza. Even though I don't have a full Kabetza worth of Truma here to make it Tamei, since we're implying or we're invoking the principle of Hetter Mitzdarf Leisur, that will also allow us to make this whole location become Tamei, even though there's not a whole Kabetza there. And the Gemara says, I'm lay low. That's not the truth. My Kazayas. Kazayas doesn't mean literally you eat a Kazayas of the porridge, but rather you eat a Kazayas of the Isur. How do you do that? You eat a Kazayas with the Akhilat Pras. You eat a Kazayas in the amount of time it takes to eat four Beitzim, and that's how you accumulate a Kazayas worth of Isur. And so too over here, the heter will be, uh, or either if you say the heter mitzdarif the isur, or in the kdei the kdei pras, you also will come up with in that section. You'll also become up with enough truma to enjoin together that become tamei as a kibeta. So that's the way according to explain it according to Rashi and the Rebbeinu Tam. In the end, Abaya tried to challenge our position that heter mitzdarif the isur is a unique principle only valid in certain places. He tried to bring that from Truma, and the Gemara rejects it from Truma by saying, or solving the problem by saying that it's not a Kazayat from Heter Mitzvah of the Isra, but rather from Kazayat of Isra that came from Kedayach Kaleprat, that you ate it in the amount of time it takes to complete half a loaf of bread, and therefore you accumulated Isur over a period of time, and not because you were Mitzvah Heter to it. Now the Gemara, she says to this, alright, so he, so you're implying that, what, that Kaday, eating something Kedayach Kaleprat comes from the Torah. So the Mar says, I'm laying in. Yes, that's true. So now, the only uh, point out here is that why does the Gemara even have to ask this question? It's a Mishnah Mifreshet increases that, that, that when you eat something if you eat the amount of Isur that you need, any Isur Achila in the amount of time it takes to eat Achilat Prat, which is Allah the Moshe Mishnah, the amount of time it takes to eat half a loaf of bread or four Beitzim worth according to Rashi, three Beitzim according to the Ramam. So... If that's the principle, and that's the orais, and we know it from Mishnah Kritus, what is the Gemara over here asking? Right? That you have a chlis pras oraisahi. So there, the Gemara, Tosus over here says, maybe there's a difference in the Gemara in Kritus. There, we have the Esor. All that we have is Esor. And therefore, if you eat it in Kedayach Kedayach say you ate a small amount of the Esor over and over and over again, in the amount of time it would take to eat a chlis pras, there we say that a chlis pras is oraisa. But over here, not only do we have the uh, Easter, but it's mixed in and tarobis. It's mixed into a mixture of other items that are not asur. So the Gemara wants to know here: Does achilas pras or Easter because achilas pras apply even by tarobis? Even in mixtures, do we say that when you eat enough that you accumulate Easter, that it still have the application of that kazayis b'teachilas pras? 
That's Gemara's question. After this price, right? And the Gemara says, it. yes, even by Tarovas, it has application. Gemara says, if that's true, Yehokhi, I might believe Rabban, and I'll lay to Rabbi Lazar, because they are The machlok is between Rabbi Lazar and the Chamim about whether Kutech Habavli, if you eat Kutech Habavli on Pesach, are you Chayev? Again, Minyana Diom, are you Chayev for violating the Easter of eating Chamech? Rabbi Lazar says, yes. And the Chamim say, no. Now, the Rabbi Lazar says, yes, because he has Kol says that even in Tarovit, even in a mixture, you're chay of chametz. And what's the kuteach kuteach babli? It's almost like a cream cheese of sort that is put together and mixed into the cream cheese with also bread crusts. Some moldy bread crusts that were mixed in there with milk and cheese and all sorts of uh, delicious items that they put together to make this spread. So this spread involves chametz in the mixture. So now, if you say that you can, within kuteach kuteach pras, that you can make something asur, and that's minatora. And why the Chamin disagree with Rabbi Lazar? If you can eat enough Ketuech HaBavli to accumulate enough Chametz to be excised, why do the Chamin disagree that you're Chayv here? They should agree to Rabbi Lazar's position. So Gemara says, Amalei, Anach L'Kutech HaBavli. Kutech HaBavli, this mix, this spread is unusual. The Leka Kezayit, Kutech HaBavli, that there's not enough, even if you cannot eat sufficient amounts of Kutech HaBavli to accumulate a Kezayit's worth of, ma- of Chametz. To violate the Yitzur. Why? Right? If you eat it straight, if you eat the spread, the cream cheese, or the Ketecha Babli straight, nobody eats it that way. That's not the way it's eaten. That's not normal. Since that's not normal, we don't say that, we don't, we say that's not called Achila. That's not called eating. And if that's not called eating, then you haven't violated the Yitzur of Chamei. So therefore, you couldn't accumulate enough Chamei. If you use it as a spread or as a dip to put on other items, like you dip your matzah in there, you will never accumulate enough chametz over the period of time of achilat pras to violate the Easter of chametz to have a kazayis. There's not enough chametz. You can't accumulate enough by using it as a spread. So based on that, the Gemara says, that's why the Chum still argue on Rabbi Lazar. They argue on Rabbi Lazar not because they don't agree with the principle of but in Achami, if you could accumulate the amount of Isur in the time of Achila Pras, they would agree that that's Asur. What do they say? They have a problem when there's a Tarovis, a mixture where you can't reach that level. You can't reach the level of Kazais with the Achila Pras, like Kudecha Bavli. Like Kudecha Bavli, there's just no way within the period of time of Achila Pras, of eating half a loaf of bread, that you will accumulate that much Kamehs. And therefore they disagree with that, and they also disagree. There's another Indian there of Sheikhar Amadai where they used to mix in saurium into this type of beer, and same thing there, that you can't drink enough beer in the amount of time of a chilatat to accumulate a kzayis worth of chametz. So now the Gemara goes on and challenges, eight veshtemen tuchot, if you have two uh, pestle and mortars. Here they were grinding up spices, achachot chumah, achachot chulin, one was used to grind up chumah, one was used up to chulin, they wrote, and then you have two pots cooking in front of it, achat, or two uh, serving dishes full of food. One has truma in it, and one has chulin in it. And the the grinders that had the spices then fall into the pots or fall into the serving dishes. Right? So now, we say they're both okay. Because we apply the principle that chulin to chulin. I assume that the chulin spices fell into the chulin dish. Right? And and I believe that the truma spices fell into the truma dish. So therefore, the truma remains all truma, and the chulin remains all chulin. If you really believe, because I the Achilles process, so if you believe that if you eat enough food 
that was that you can accumulate a kezayis of Easter within the time of a chil deprat. That's minatorah. Mayamrina shani omer. How can we apply this principle of ani omer? This ani omer is usually an application by Yisurim derabanan. By Yisurim derabanan, we can make it and say, since we have a suffix here about what happened, therefore we're going to say that the best situation turned out that the truma fell into the truma and the chulin fell into the truma. That's fine when we're talking about Yisurim derabanan, but when you're talking about an Yisurim right? So when you're talking about violating a Torah law. How could it be that we would apply such a principle of Shani Omer? And now, what happens? There was a possibility that the Chuma really fell into the Chulin. And now I'm eating this Chulin. And if I eat enough Chulin in the time of the Chulin, I might accumulate a Kazayas worth of Isur of Truma Tablin, Tablin spices of Truma. And I would violate the Isur of eating Truma. And that's Bechiv Misa. Misa Dev Shemaim. How can I take such a risk? So I'm and Shani Omer. Alamai Hetzer Mitzrayat Isur. So what's the alternative here? What's the alternative here is to say, no, it's not that it's Kazayis Bechilat Pras, but rather, Heter Mitzdarath Le'Yisur, Amayam Rina and Shani Omer. Even if you apply Heter Mitzdarath Le'Yisur as being the problem over here, that's still a principle to right. So I'll just point out that the Gemara in, uh, <coughs> the Gemara in Psachim does not have this uh, Girsa here, because the question doesn't really make so much sense. We're not. The alternative was not to offer a pshat of heter mitzvah the Easter. The alternative was that uh, that kazayis v'deyachilas prasis derabanan, not deoraisa. But even if you do say heter mitzvah Easter, the gemara is saying, okay, even if you apply that to the answer to the gemara above about truma, and therefore you would apply it over here as well, you're still dealing with a deoraisa level problem. If you're dealing with a deoraisa level problem, we can't be makil and say shani omer. So where it says no problem, Melhanach Lichumas Tablin, Truma for spices is Derabonon. So we solve the problem by saying what? Truma is we're talking about Truma Derabonon here, and since we're talking about Truma Derabonon here, we can't have the application of Shani Omer. When we have a suffix, we can go to Kula and say that the Truma fell into the Truma and the Chulin fell into the Chulin, because we're dealing only on a Derabonon level and not on a Deoraisa level. Now the Gemara challenges this presumption of Gazayis with the Achilles Prophet Doraisin from another Mishnah in Truma. That what? Eight fish, they kupa, the Hachel Truma, the Hachel Chulim. You have two baskets, one full of Truma and one full of Chulim. Please name, states in. And then you have another larger measure of barrels or baskets worth of Chulim, the Hachel Truma. Now for the Evo, the Tochelo, and the baskets fell into the larger quantities that are there. Shnehem Mutarin. Again, both of them are Mutar. Shanio, Mer, Chulin, Tochulin. We make a presumption that the Chulin. Smaller measurement <coughs> fell into the larger chulin accumulation there, and naflu v'chuma latoch chuma nafla, and the chuma fell into the larger pot of chuma. V'isakadatcha again the same problem kazayis with the achilas pras is asur midoraisa. If you think that kazayis with the achilas pras is asur from the Torah, how can I apply when I have a suffix here, a possibly violating an isur in the Torah that has with it a chiyuv miso di for eating chuma? How could I apply the principle of Shani Omer and make an assumption that the Chulin fell into the Chulin and the Truma fell into the Truma? Maybe the Truma really fell into the Chulin. And now when I eat this much Chulin, I'm going to get into a position where I ate enough Truma, I'll eat enough Chulin that I would have now eaten a Kazayat's worth of Truma and I would have violated the Isur of eating a Truma. So the Gemara says, Shani Omer, Bish the Didi. So now, as he says, according to me, it's easy Mishum the Heter Mitzrayat the Isur. So if the pro problem here, or the reason that these things are a sur, again, above, that the case above was Heter Mitzrayat Le'isur, is the reason, according to Abayi, that Truma, by the Mikpah of Chulin and the Mikpah of Truma, 
the reason that you're chayev the kezayis there is because it's heter mitzav liyisur. So all I have to say is that kohen demishe chulin. There's so much chulin here that the isur is no longer relevant. Let's talk about this for a second. There is a general belief among the Rishonim that we only apply heter mitzaref the isur where the isur is at least the majority of what you eat. Meaning that you have to have, say for instance, in a kezayis, you have to have at least a half of the kezayis be from isur, or half or more of the kezayis be from isur, and the rest be chulin. But if most of your kezayis is chulin and only a small, small portion is isur, then we don't say heter mitzaref the isur. That's what Abai says. If before I explained the Mishnah of Truma and Chulin over there by saying Heter Mitzvah the Yisur, why are you reading Kazayat or touching a Kazayat? Touching a portion of it makes it Tamei because the Gemara says you're loki if you eat a Kazayat. And how do I get that Kazayat of garlic and oil in that case? Because I say Heter Mitzvah the Yisur because the Heter part of the porridge mixes in with the Yisur part and that gives me an Yisur. So I can explain the case here, Shtei Kupos in Truma, to say that here is a case where there's so much Chulin that it's not relevant anymore. Hetem and Stavlaser is no longer relevant because there's so much chulin. But according to you, Eladidach, but according to you, is to try and explain that Mishnah because by the principle of Kazayat with the Achilles Pras, right, by the principle of Kazayat with the Achilles Pras, then why don't we say, can you fish a chulin my hobby? Even if there's tons of chulin, it doesn't help you, right, because you can still eat enough chulin by which the case you'll end up with a Kazayat's worth of Esau. And so that will not explain, or will make it hard for us to explain why do we make, and why do we go by the principle Shani Omer that I say that the truma fell into the truma and the chulin fell into the chulin if we're dealing with a problem, or at least a problem de oraisa. And so now <coughs> the Gemara says, no, that's not a problem because our case over here is my happy amalei hanach the truma bismanazed the rabbanon because that case in truma is talking about truma bismanazed today. And Shuma today is only Dirabonon. So this follows the Pshita of the Rambam, or the Rambam, you can see passings like this, that Shuma today is only Midirabonon. And since Shuma Bizmanazeh is only Dirabonon, then we're dealing with a suffix Easter Dirabonon. And when we're talking about a suffix Easter Dirabonon, we're willing to be Makil in a case of a suffix, because that's a suffix Dirabonon. Therefore, we can be Makil and say that the Chulin fell into the Chulin, and the Truma fell into the Truma. All right, so why don't the, the question that pointed out by the Rishonim over here, but according to Tosfos and others, is that okay? If you say that Heter mitzvah the Isser only applies when the Isser is enough, uh, or the majority of what you're going to eat, and therefore it affects the Heter, what are you going to do with this case like of Kuteh Chabavli? This Kuteh Chabavli is clear that the Chametz is a small portion of it, and if it's a small portion of it, how can you impl- apply the principle of Heter mitzvah the Isser? So it tells us to differentiate between two types of Heter mitzvah the Isser. That when you have Hetem and Starf the Isser, that comes from a something flavoring. When it's something like uh, spices or Kuteh HaBavli, where you're actually flavoring the item, right? Therefore, by flavoring the item, we say Hetem and Starf the Isser, even when the Isser is not the majority. Since the flavor of the Isser can now affect more of the Chulin around it and oh, some of the Heter around it, therefore, we're going to say that Hetem and Starf the Isser, even in greater quantities of when the Heter is of a greater quantity than the Isur. And that's why the Gemara didn't use this answer for the case of Tavlin by spices, and doesn't use this answer by the case of Kuteh HaKabavli, because in both of those cases, the Chametz that's involved, or the Truma that's involved, is not only Isur, but also has flavor that affects the Heter that's next to it, and therefore we can invoke the principle of Heter Mitzvah Isur. Whereas in our case over here, of Shtei Kupos, we're drawing with dealing with dry goods. In dry goods, there's no flavor passing. Since there's no flavor passing over here, then when the chulin is greater, when the heter is greater than the yisur, we can't apply 
the principle of Heter Mitzvah Li'isur. The other thing I want to point out is that when we're talking about it here, when we say why don't we also say that there was a lot of chulin here? If there's a lot of chulin in here, then it would be nitbatel. And if it's nitbatel, then why do we worry about kazayas bedeachilat pras? So the Tosfos says over here that if we believe that there's kazayas bedeachilat pras is doraisa bemin bemino, when they're the same item, then even min she'enomino, we can't be mekil, right, when there's a rove. So even when there's a rove, we can't be mekil because we have to be machmir in these cases where it's min bemino. So the Rabbanim wouldn't be so willing to be mekil and min she'enomino when there's a rove when it comes to Achilles Kazais with the Achilles Pras, if by Min Bemino it would not work. If that's the case, why don't we say the same thing by Heter Mitzvah Why don't we say by Heter Mitzvah that if there's so much chul in there, we still apply it because we have a principle of Heter Mitzvah So there, the Tosas points out that there's a difference. Because when you talk about the Min Bemino, there's still a relevance of Kazais with the Achilles Pras. Because if you eat a little of the Isur, if it was obvious that it was there, you would be chayot. So, min Torah, there's still application of gzayis kadei achilas pras, even when you have min bemino. But when it comes to heter mitzvah the isur, there's never a relevance when the chulin is so, is so big. Because even if the isur is nikar, you'll never be chayot min Torah because it's always less than the amount that you need. It's always less than the gzayis that you need. And since it's less than the gzayis you need, it will never have application over here. Okay, we'll stop here and we'll continue with this tomorrow.